as was said earlier, my name's Christian, um, and along with my wife, Temi, we um, come from the South Side. We lead the team ministry in the South Side, in the South Side region. Um, Work-wise, I work at Transport for London, at Customer Admin Work, and Temi's a primary school teacher. Um, but yeah, it's a real pleasure to be here. Um, thank you, Malcolm, for giving me the opportunity to come and speak and for really being warm and welcoming since we've come in. Um, if you could please, please be turning to Daniel chapter 1. And as you can see, the title of my lesson today will be Bold, Faithful Choices. But before we get into it, um, let's just go to God in prayer. Um, Father God, thank you so much for this day and this time in which we can just come to you and worship you and praise you, Lord. Thank you so much for your word in which we can consistently learn new things and just grow in our walks with you. Um, I thank you so much for this opportunity, Lord. I pray that as I'm, as I'm speaking, um, you take away myself and, and the Holy Spirit really leads um, this speech so that everybody is impacted, can take something away and really put something into practice as they leave this building today. Lord, I pray that we can just have a wonderful day. It's in your son's name that I pray. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, bold, faithful choices. You know, every day we have to make choices. You know, there's so many different choices we make on a daily basis, big choices and little choices as well. You know, this, just this morning, I had to decide what I was going to wear to come to Watford, you know. Um, and I'm sure you all had to do the same. Um, even driving up from South London, thinking about what route to take, which exit to take on the motorway, we had to make different choices. I'm sure this morning it was the same for you. Maybe it was, are you going to leave a bit earlier? Um, are you rushing? Um, thinking about what the kids are going to wear, um, having breakfast. Is there time to sneak in a little breakfast before you come to church this morning? But also in life, we have bigger choices, more serious choices we have to make, you know? Um, teens, it might be something to do with sixth form or college or going to university. Where do you want to be? Um, is it going to be somewhere where you're going to be with your friends, where you're going to have a lot of fun, where there's going to be all the parties and the raves, but you may be getting distracted from God and not really having good and solid relationships with that. You know, um, singles, is it going, going to work? where you're going to work, your next career steps, choosing where to be next. Is it going to be somewhere that's going to pay you a great wage? But at the same time, it may mean that you're working longer hours and not able to meet up to go to church or to come to family group. Um, what choice will you make in those kind of areas? And marries, choosing where to live. You know, you have this dream house in your head and you're thinking about it doesn't have enough room for the kids. Is the garden big enough? Has it got a driveway? All these different things. And something may come on the market the mortgage is great, and it's, are you choosing that place because the mortgage is great and it's a great house, but then it's further away from maybe where you meet for family group or come in here for church on Sundays, and it may even deter you from coming to church at all because the drive is such a long drive, you know. We're faced with so many choices each and every day, and I'm hoping that through this lesson, we're able to make bold, faithful choices in every aspect of our lives, um, so whether it's the big things or the small things. Um, so in Daniel chapter 1, I'll start reading from verse 1. It says, In the third year of the, of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia and put in the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, chief of his court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and nobility, young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. 
He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that, they were to enter the king's service. Among those who were chosen were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief official gave them new names. To Daniel, the name Belteshazzar. To Hananiah, Shadrach. To Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself in this way. Now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel, but the official told Daniel, I am afraid of my lord the king, who has assigned you your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other men your age? The king would, have then, would then have my head because of you. Daniel said to, to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with, what, with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. At the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his service, the chief official presented them, presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in the whole kingdom. And Daniel remained there until his first year in, of King Cyrus. So my first point is be bold, be faithful. Now, as you may know, Daniel is well known in the Bible and he's somebody that many people will probably look up to or aspire to be like. And you can see he kind of set that precedent from very early on because of it. Um, you see from verses one through seven, Daniel was chosen to be a part of the king's service. Now, to be a part of the king's service, there were certain things you had to, to meet to get, to get chosen. And you have to remember, Daniel came from a country where he didn't know any of this. But yet when he came over to, to Babylon, he met all the requirements along with his friends. You know, It says that they had no physical defects. Um, they were handsome. They showed aptitude for every type of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve. Now, I'm hearing those kind of qualities, and I'm like, I would love someone to describe me in these kind of ways, you know? <laughs> like, no physical defect and handsome, I'll take those. Like, forget all the rest. Um, but it's amazing to see, like, this is who Daniel was described as being, along with his friends, but spe specifically Daniel. Um, he had all these great qualities, and it sounds like he was probably the man at the time, you know, somebody that everybody probably looked up to and aspired to be like, you know. Probably in today's society, maybe in school or college or university, he was probably the cool guy, you know, he got along with everybody, probably the captain of the football team or something. At the same time, he was probably achieving great grades because he had an aptitude for learning. So it wasn't just sports-wise, but educationally, he was probably getting his grades in. Um, and you know, at the end of the year, when it was like the big prom or the big party, he probably had one of the popular girls as his date, um, had the, the nicest suit, the fresh shoes, and had all the dance moves, just to top it all. So, you know, Daniel was probably the guy. Like, probably everybody was like, I want to be like Daniel. Um, but think back to a time when, when you were chosen. Because as we see, it says Daniel was chosen to be a part of the king's service. You know, he was selected 
um, he was favoured. And think back to the time you were chosen, you know, um, and how it made you feel inside, you know, probably a sense of joy, a sense of happiness, or even a sense of pride that, oh, someone's chosen me. You know, when, when Malcolm messaged me and asked me to come and preach in Watford, um, there was a sense of joy. I was like, oh my gosh, like somebody wants me to come and preach. Um, and there was a bit of pride there as well. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I've been selected, um, me. Um, and you can kind of get to your head like, oh, I've been chosen for something. Um, but it's amazing to see that Daniel was chosen and he had all these great qualities, but he didn't let his feelings affect his attitude, you know. Um, Daniel didn't let anything stop him. As it says up here, in verse 8, Daniel resolved not to defile himself. You know, he had a choice. He didn't have to make a decision. He could have gone with everybody else, like it says in verse 5, and eat the king's food and drink the choice wine. Um, or he could stand up and speak for his faith, speak for his love of God, and as to why he was going to do what he was going to do. Um, and he says he resolved, you know. When you resolve, you, you stand firm. You, you're steadfast. But essentially, Daniel was bold in the choice he made. Daniel chose to be bold and to be faithful in the choice he made. And it's very encouraging, you know, when you think about it, Daniel was in a foreign land. He'd never been there before. He was under a new rulership. So he was a new king and he was serving directly under this king as well. So he had all these different aspects coming into his life. But yet he said, I'm going to put my God first. I'm my faith in God. I'm going to be bold and I'm going to be faithful in the choices I make whilst being here. And not only that, but there was like a there was like an unshaken determination about the way in the way in which he went about it, you know. It says in verse 12, he said, please test your servants for 10 days. You know, he was so faithful with God that there was no change in his mind. There was no second guessing. Like there was, for Daniel, there was no other possible outcome. This was the only way it was going to be. It, he was not going to drink this wine. He was not going to eat this choice food because he didn't want to defile himself. And that was it. There was no other way for Daniel at the time. Um, you know, for me, um, being bold doesn't come naturally. Um, Growing up, I was very much an introverted person, and still now I can be very introverted, like in my within myself. Um, so naturally, I'm very laid back, very chilled, um, very much get on with things on my own, um, and I can kind of fade into the background and not really say much. Like naturally, that's what I probably would choose to do ten, nine times out of ten, you know. And um, as a young teen, especially, that's what I would do um, in the teen ministry. But even with my friends outside of that, I would be, I would go with the flow. So if my friends were like, oh, let's go to that party, I was like, okay, let's go to the party. If they said, let's not go to the party, okay, I wouldn't go to the party. And it wasn't so much, oh, Christian wants to do this. It was just like, oh, what do my friends want to do? So I wasn't really making decisions for myself. Um, I wasn't making choices of my own accord. Um, and yet as I've gotten older, as I've become a disciple, I've realized that more and more I'm called to be bold and faithful and less, introver less introverted, less like myself and more like Christ in what I'm doing each and every day. And I think one of the main times I was really cool to do this was when I started working at TFL a couple of years ago. You know, um, starting in a new, a new workplace, I kind of, I went in with the mindset of, I want to be a strong disciple. I want everyone to know who I am, where I stand with Christ. Um, and as a result, I want to share my faith and I want people to come to Christ and I want God to really use me in this place, um, which I'm sure many of you probably do as disciples, that when you go to a new place or you go to a new, new environment, you want people to know I'm a disciple and I love God and I want them to love God too. Um, and I was very much on my mind and I was like, okay, yeah, this is how I want to be. I've got to be devoted to this and I've got to make sure it's very clear. But then at the same time, talking the talk and walking the walk is very, very different. You know, so you can think one thing, but then doing it is completely different. And that was 
then my struggle, like coming in and saying, okay, this is what I'm going to be, this is who I'm going to be, and then implementing that. And I remember my first week, um, I made friends very quickly, which I feel was down to God, um, because like I said, naturally I'm quite insular. So for me to make friends very quickly, I feel like it's all like, it's God working in mysterious ways, which I can't explain. Um, but I made friends very, very quickly. And so that helped me to be out of myself sooner rather than, than later on. But then as I made friends, I remember in like my second week, we were all sitting down to have lunch. Um, we'd gone to Tesco's, got meal deals, and we were all just chilling. And I remember just observing the group because I was still new to the group and you're kind of like kind of feeling out for who people are. And I remember hearing people talk and all I heard was lots of swearing, um, lots of gossip, lots of slander, like nothing that was uplifting, nothing encouraging at all. And the conversation was really, really poor. Like it was terrible. Like I was quite shocked because I hadn't really heard anything like that since being in school. Um, like for me, and I kind of felt like, oh, we're adults. And I was going into this workplace like, okay, everyone's grown and they're more mature and it wouldn't be like that. But it was weird for me to find that it was exactly the same. Like there was no difference between when I was 14 and when I was 20, 23, 24. You know, going into the, a workplace and going into school, the conversations were pretty much very much the same. Um, and I was taken aback, I was shocked. You know, and then I had a choice. Um, I had a choice, do I, do I fade into the background? Do I be myself um, and just not say anything? Um, I'm new to the group, I don't want to disrupt things, I don't want to lose friends, um, or do I speak up? Do I be bold? Am I to be bold and to be faithful and trust in God more than my own self, you know? And in that moment, I had, I had to make the decision there and then. It wasn't like I could go home and think about it and then come back the next day. I had to make the decision there and then. And praise God, I spoke up, you know? But it wasn't because of myself but because of remembering how Daniel was when he had a choice to make he was bold and he was faithful and I think that's what really encouraged me like studying out people like Daniel and seeing he was bold he was faithful and he trusted in God more than himself and in that moment at work when I spoke up I had resolved like Daniel did you know I said this is the choice I've made I made it beforehand so now is my opportunity to let people know exactly where I stand if they weren't clear already. Um, but even then, even in speaking up, I'm not, I wasn't sure how people would respond. Um, and even as, I'm even as I was saying, hey guys, like, this conversation isn't good. Um, you guys are swearing too much. We shouldn't even be gossiping about people and putting people down. Like, it's not helpful at all for anybody. Um, even then, I didn't know how people would respond. But praise God, um, they responded in a kind manner. Like, they were shocked. And they were very much shocked because I think they were so used to it. Um, and they're still used to it now. It's not like they've changed dramatically. Um, but they were very much shocked that somebody had said anything to them. And so in that moment, they appreciated it. Um, they very much were like, okay, um, you know, Christian, you're right. Um, we do swear quite a bit. Um, gossiping isn't helpful. Slandering isn't helpful. And it's not really building anybody up. And so as a result, me being bold and being faithful, um, God was able to, to bless me in the same way that Daniel was blessed when he chose to be bold and to be faithful. You know? But it wasn't necessarily because this was my strength and it's not necessarily a strength now, but it was because I chose to make a bold, faithful decision and God worked as a result of it. You know? And like, think about a time when you've had to make a choice. You know, you've had to make, you've, had, you've called, been called to be bold or to be faithful in, in work or with family or with friends and 
I feel like there's always a, something on, in our minds, in our hearts, saying to us, speak up, say something, don't, don't ignore it. Um, and in those moments, it's what do you do? You know, do you, do you sit back and say, you know what, everything's okay, it's not that deep, it's not that bad, um, it, won't be, it, won't be, it won't be as bad as I think it will be, or it's, you kind of say you're going to tolerate it. Um, do you choose to tolerate these kind of situations? You know, when you look back at Daniel, there was no toleration for him. For him, Daniel said that he's going to be bold and he's going to be faithful in his choice, and that was it. There was no, oh, but maybe God will work later on. It was, this is who I am, this is who God is, and that's it. And he drew a line, you know? Like for us, like when we're making choices with our lives, um, what is, where's your mindset? Where, where are you trying to be, you know? Are you finding yourself in situations where you have to be bold, where you have to be faithful, and you're, and you're ignoring that call? Or are you choosing to be bold and to be faithful in the choices you make? You know, maybe it's having a difficult conversation with a, with a family member or with a close friend, with somebody that you're close with, and you know that that conversation may lead to an argument or it may lead to a falling out, but you know what's right before God. You know, are you choosing to be bold and to be faithful in those decisions? You know, maybe... Um, maybe you're not a disciple yet. Maybe it's choosing to sit down and look at God's word and look at who God is and look at who God can be in your life, you know, choosing to understand who he is. Like, are you choosing to ignore that call because you're still enjoying the things of the world at the moment? Um, how might you be bold and be faithful today as you go about your, your daily things, you know? Um, so, yeah, be bold and be faithful and how might you do that? You know, my second point is faithful choices bring favor. Now, as I shared with my work friends, I spoke up and there was a positive response. But that's not to say every time we speak up, there's going to be a positive response. And that's not to say every time we call somebody out, it's going to be great. Um, because that's not how the world works. Like, there will be times when people are like, oh, why are, you, why are you questioning me or I know what's best and don't, don't tell me anything? It happens, you know? Even, even as within ourselves, like somebody can call you out about something and you can feel like, no, I know better, don't tell me anything. Um, but I genuinely believe that at least with our, with our friends that we're close to and with family members we're close to, we should always try to, to be bold and be faithful in the choices we make and the conversations we're having. And if it means calling somebody higher, then by all means call somebody higher because if somebody knows who you are before Christ, then they'll respect your, what you're saying either way. You know, um, there should be a resolve like Daniel had. Like when I said we're speaking of my colleagues, I didn't know the outcome, but by the grace of God, he worked it all out so that he had a positive response. And like I said, they're not necessarily, they're not disciples. Um, most of them don't believe in God. There's some that are Muslim and um, some are Hindu. And they still have their own, their own issues. Um, they still swear and they still gossip. They still slander at times. But around me, um, it's non-existent or very minimal. Um, and even if they do start to get into a situation where they might start gossiping, they'll then look at me and they're like, oh, wait, Christian's here. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I appreciate that because at least they know that this is who I am before God and this is who I want to be known as. Um, and I think that's how we have to be. You know, when you look at Daniel, he, he was bold and he was faithful and he didn't care about what people would think. And he decided to be bold and to be faithful. And as a result, 
him being bold and him being faithful brought favor. And in the same way, it brought favor with my friends at work. Daniel was the first to show that example, you know, for me. Like, God turned his situation into something greater than it could have been. You know, turning back to Daniel chapter 1, in verse 15, it's after the guard had agreed to Daniel's request, it says, At the end of the ten days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. Um, not only that, but in verse 17 it says, To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. That's only God. There's nobody else that could have done that but God. You know, remember, you have to look back to who Daniel was coming into the situation. You know, he had no physical defects. He was handsome. He had he'd shown an attitude for learning. What, what more could he need, possibly? Like, when you think about it, like, Daniel didn't need anything else. Like, he was the guy already. Like, everybody already wanted to be like him. He came in with an advantage. And yet God still found a way to bring even more favor on his life because he chose, he chose to be bold and to be faithful. And that's how amazing God is. You know, when we choose to be bold and to be faithful, God brings us favor in different ways. And it's just a matter of when and not if, because when you choose to be bold and to be faithful, God will always find a way to bless you in, in some way. You know, um, it says that Daniel had a greater knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. So he was able to provide insights that others couldn't. And then it also says he could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. So he could interpret things that nobody else could. So imagine you've got this group of people being trained for the king's service. And you've got this group of guys who are doing everything that they need to be to be part of the king's service. Then you've got Daniel and his friends who are 10 times better than them. And all because of God. You know, so when people are coming with their, their dreams, their misunderstandings, they're probably going to these group of guys because there's more of them thinking, oh, yeah, these guys can help us. They can't help. They go to Daniel and his friends and they're like, oh, wait, why didn't we just go to Daniel? And you can just imagine there's probably a queue starting to form every time because why would you go to these guys that don't know anything when you can go to Daniel and his friends and get it like that? Because that's where they were at. They were ahead of the group because God had brought favor to them when they had decided to be bold and to be faithful you know and that's just how amazing God is when we choose to make these kind of decisions you know in Matthew 17 in verse 20 it says truly I tell you if you have faith as small as a mustard seed you can say to this mountain move from here to here and it will move nothing will be impossible for you and that's that's so encouraging you know because oftentimes when you think about being bold or being faithful we're thinking about all the things we need to do to get there. Um, kind of thinking that we need to have this superhuman strength. Um, we need to start plotting all these different ways. Okay, well, if I'm, so like, even with the work situation, I was thinking, okay, well, if I'm going to speak up, what am I going to say? And how might this person respond? How can I say it so that everybody responds in a nice way? I don't have to have an argument. And you start plotting all these things in your head. And then instead of just thinking, let me just be bold and just be faithful and let God do the rest, you know? But God says... If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you'll be fine. A mustard seed is tiny, like it's so small. And yet God says, if you have that faith, you can move mountains. So how much more can you do if you make bold, faithful choices? Can God work through these situations that you have each and every day, whether it's at work or at school or with family or with friends? You know, it's important to remember that faithful choices do bring favor. You know, think about your life. 
Think about a time when you've had to make a bold, faithful step. You know, um, how did it go? What was the outcome? How did you feel? What favor was found because of your decision? And I'm sure there have been times when you've made a bold, faithful step. Um, because at times we're all called to, especially as disciples, we're called to be bold and to be faithful. And in those moments when you have chose to do so, how did you feel? There was a sense of joy, a sense of achievement, a sense of God is with me and I can do anything. I'm almost like you felt indestructible. Um, because when you do things according to God, you feel indestructible. You know, I can imagine Daniel and his friends being there and they were just like, yeah, God's come through and we're going to keep doing this, these kind of things. And you see it as you, if you study out the book of Daniel, it wasn't like they'd done it in Daniel chapter one and they said, you know what, that's it, we're okay now. You see in Daniel chapter two, they stood up again to the king and in, they continue in Daniel six, there was Daniel in the lion's den. They continued to make bold and faithful choices and God, God continued to bring favor to their lives, you know? So think about the times when you've had to do it. Um, because with God, it really is that simple. When we choose to be bold and to be faithful, God really can work things out for, for the better. Um, like I said earlier, the concept of speaking up is scary for me. Um, like I can find it very much intimidating and I can be like, you know what, let me not say anything. I don't want to ruffle any feathers, you know. Um, and I can start thinking about the negatives rather than the positives. I can start to get anxious, I can start to get worried, um, I can start to become fearful. And, you know, when you think about yourselves, can you relate to that? You know, when you're called to be bold and to be faithful, can you relate to being scared, you know, to being fearful, to being anxious or to be worried? The truth is, that's normal um, because we're human, you know, we're not, we're not strong all the time and speaking up can be scary. Um, but when you think about different people in the Bible, you know, and when they've had, when they've faced, when they've been faced with different opportunities, you know, there was, there was Jonah in um, Jonah chapter one, verses one to three, Jonah ran away when God called him, you know, um, in Judges six, do you find yourself hiding, wishing everything would disappear like Gideon? In, Gideon, in Judges six, um, Gideon was found in a wine press whilst war was happening, he was trying to hide. And then even then when God called him, he was like, I'm the least of my family please, why are you calling me? I'm not able to, um, you know, do you find yourself running away? Um, or even somebody like Peter, you know, in John chapter 18, Peter was seen to deny Jesus three times. Peter had walked with Jesus for three years. And yet once Peter, once Jesus was arrested and it, like, everything was going to crash, it was almost like Peter was doubting God's plan all along. And he started to deny Jesus, you know. Do you find yourself doubting God's plan because of fear, because of anxiety? Um, you know, insecurities can drive us to do crazy things. Um, as you see with all three of these guys, you know, they were insecure about something. And so as a result, they were, they were fearful of doing what God was calling them to do. So it could be, it could be anxiousness. It could be, could be worry. It could be fear of failure. Um, are you scared to take risks? What is it for you? that is causing you not to be bold and to be faithful and not receive God's favor. Um, but we should take courage. You know, we can see this and think, oh no, these guys, they ran away, um, they hid, they denied Jesus. But then you see later on that they didn't, you know. Jonah obeyed God's call later on in Jonah chapter three. 
after being coming out of the fish, um, God called Jonah again. And in that instance, he didn't ignore the call. He didn't run away, but he said, you know what? I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to trust God's plan. And God brought him favor. He was able to preach the word to the people and actually even save them from the destruction of God as a result, all because he chose to be bold and to be faithful. So he'd gone from running and thinking, no, I can't do this, to choosing to be bold and to be faithful and finding God's favor, you know? Um, with Peter, he's famous for being known to deny Jesus three times. But in Acts 2, when the church was starting up, it was Peter that preached the word to the people. It was Peter that led the way. And it was Peter that saw a number of people repent and be baptized um, because he chose to be bold and to be faithful and not hide and not doubt God's plan anymore. Um, and finally, with Gideon, you know, in Judges 7, he leads the, the, Midian, the people to defeat the Midianites. And you think about who Gideon was. He was somebody who was hiding. He wasn't, he wasn't the strongest. And he wasn't the oldest. He wasn't meant to be that kind of person according to world standards. But God is different from the world. And you see that in, in Judges 7, Gideon led the, the men to, be, to defeat the Midianites. And it wasn't with a great number of people either. Like God whittled them down to what he needed so that even then it was like, this is God. And this is how his favor can reward you when you choose to be bold and to be faithful. You know, when you look at these three guys, take courage. Like, don't, don't feel like, oh, no, being bold and being faithful is scary. I can't do it. Take courage, because these guys overcame their insecurities, their fears, and God, God was able to use them in amazing ways. You know, because with God, we don't need to fear. We don't need to be anxious. We don't need to worry. Because with God, we have all we need to achieve greatness and success. So how then do we get into that position of being able to make bold and faithful choices and find God's favor? Because even then we're talking about making bold and faithful choices, um, it's not easy to then just go outside and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to go and have that conversation with that friend or I'm going to go to work on Monday and I'm going to be bold, I'm going to be faithful. It's not easy. It's not natural um, unless that is something that you're very strong in already. And so I think what we need to do is train our hearts and minds daily. You know, um, we need to be invested in God's word. Let his word renew our hearts daily um, so that God is our comforter, our refuge and our strength. You know, God is the one who gives us all that we need to make these bold and faithful choices. You know, um, like I said, for me, it's not a strength. And so I'm constantly having to go to the Bible, constantly having to renew myself and remind myself that I'm no longer the same, I was, the same as I was before I became a disciple. You know, some of my... My go-to scriptures um, for encouragement when I feel anxious or fearful is 2 Timothy 1, um, verses 6 and 7, specifically, for the Spirit of God gives, gave us, does not give us timidity, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. You know, with God, I don't need to be timid. With God, we don't need to be timid because God gives us power, love, and self-discipline. You know, Philippians 4, verses 4 and 7 do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Um, and then it goes on saying, the peace of God will transcend understanding. You know, with God, if we give it to him in prayer and petition, we'll be okay. Um, it's not to say every situation will, will be great, but we will be okay. You know, um, Joshua 1 verse 9. 
Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? God is commanding us to be strong and courageous. So if God is commanding us to do so, why would we be, fearf- why would we be, fear- be fearful? You know, um, Psalm 27, verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? If God is the one who leads you, if God is the one that directs you, then you need not fear anybody or anyone. You know, not any situation, not any conversation, not any decision, because God is your light and your salvation. Um, Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. So in other words, let God do the work. Just be led by the Holy Spirit and God will do what he needs to do in your life. Um, Give it to him, trust in him each and every step. And um, finally, Matthew 6, um, verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Um, And in Matthew 6, it talks about how God looks after the birds and the bees without them even trying. He finds a way for them to survive. And we're God's creation. So if he can look after the birds and the bees, we don't need to worry about tomorrow. Because like it says, tomorrow will worry about itself. And by you worrying about tomorrow, it doesn't change tomorrow. Or you can do it, you try to control it a little bit, but it doesn't change much, you know? When, you, when you're feeling fearful, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling worried, um, what scriptures do you turn to to fend off that feeling? You know, when, when you're called to be bold and to be faithful, what scriptures are you using to then say, okay, well, this is who God calls me to be. This is who God is in my life so that I can be bold and I can be faithful. Um, who do you speak to about it, you know? Husbands, do you speak to your wives? Um, are you willing to be humble enough to say, you know what, I feel like I can't do this. Um, I need help. Um, and saying that, wives do, you speak to your, wives, do you speak to your husbands? You know, teens, do you speak to your parents or those in the, in the fellowship that are able to give you good, solid advice? Um, you know, who are we speaking to? Who, what scriptures are we going to to make sure that we're able to be bold and to be faithful and receive God's favor. You know, um, I by no means have this down. Um, I'm not up here preaching saying, oh yeah, I've got it and this is what you need to do. But this is the, these are the things I'm doing to grow in this area um, because I want to be bold and be faithful in every aspect of my life and not just in the situations where I'm comfortable, but even the situations where I know will be uncomfortable. Um, and I think it's the same for all of us. You know, there will be times when it's easy to be bold and to be faithful. But then there'll be other times when it's really hard and it's in those times that we really need to rely on God even more than ever before, you know? Um, like, like I said, like it just depends on where you're at, you know? So even at the beginning, we spoke about teens and where you're at in terms of maybe sixth form college, university, where you may go. Um, when you're choosing that, are you choosing it based on, like I said, your friends and where it's going to be fun, where you feel like, yeah, education would be okay, but you've got your mind focused on other things. Or are you looking at it in terms of, okay, well, where will God use me best? Um, where most will I be able to get a good education, but still have a good relationship with God, still let God use me in a way in which I can never imagine? Um, or even choosing to study the Bible, you know, like choosing to know who God is on a one-to-one level, not on a group level, but who God is now, who God can be in your life and how much he really loves you for who you are and where you're at. You know, singles, um, when you're looking at your next career steps, are you, are you looking at the dream job and are you tempted by the tr- dream job that pays well but then brings you away from the fellowship? Or are you going to choose to go somewhere where God will still be able to use you in a way 
that you don't know, but you're still able to get paid well because God wants you to succeed in every aspect of your life, not just spiritually, but as you go for jobs, as you go for different aspects. Are you choosing to be somewhere where you can still be committed to the fellowship and not be having to take away from that? And married, you know, that dream home. I'm sure you have that dream home. Um, whether you're married or not, you have this dream home of where you want to live, the area, and what the house is going to look like, what the bedrooms will look like, all these different aspects, you know. Um, but are you trusting in God that when you go to choose where to live, that it's going to be somewhere where it will be great, um, but somewhere where you're still able to travel to church, to family groups, to be part of your fellowship and to be close to disciples so then your kids are then with kids that are on the same page, especially outside of school, you know, where it can be a bit difficult. Um, there's so many avenues, so many ways in which God can bless us and bring favor when we choose to be bold and to be faithful. And it's just a matter of making those choices each and every day. Um, before I close out, I've got a little video that I wanted to show. Um, So that's a video of um, Will Smith bungee jumping out of a helicopter. Um, he, Will Smith's scared of heights, and the concept of jumping out of a plane, jumping out of a helicopter is very much scary for him. Um, and you can see, it's not really clear, but in the video, he's actually on the edge of the helicopter holding on. And at one point, he looks down. And he looks back in the plane, and he's like, don't ever look down. And you can see in his face how scared he is. Um, he's fearful. He's frightened of jumping out of this plane. Despite having a harness, despite knowing that there's a bungee cord, so he's not going to fall off, that like he's going to be fine. But the fear of heights and jumping out of that helicopter has him fearful. Um, and then he's got the guy saying to him, OK, we're going we're gonna to count you down, and then we're going to push you out, and you're going to jump off at the same time. So they count him down, three, two, one, and he goes. And as he's dropping down, he's screaming. And he's screaming because he's so scared. Um, and when you think about Will Smith, he's this big, big guy. He works out, and you're thinking, he's not scared of anything. And he's screaming for his life because he's so scared. But then when the bungee jaw pulls back up, and he starts to see around him, and he's, he changes from a scream to like a whoop, like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then you see it cuts to his family and his friends, and they're all clapping and they're smiling and they're cheering because they're like, he's achieved something, he's done something. You know, Will Smith chose to be bold and to be faithful and to make that step. And then when he's come out of it, he's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And he starts shouting, he's like, the view is amazing, this is amazing. And he's willing to do it again. Um, and that's, that for him is something fearful. Um, what is it for you? What's going to help you What's the thing that's going to start? You're like, oh my gosh, you know what? I can't do this. I can't jump out of this helicopter. Um, but if you imagine the bungee cord is God, 
And the bungee cord, when you jump out of the helicopter, is God saying, I've got you. You're not going anywhere. I've always got a hold of you. And that is how God is. You know, when we make those bold and faithful steps, God is holding on to us and saying, go. I'm holding on to you. I'm right there with you. You're not going anywhere. And when you come back up, when you make that step, the people that love you will be like, well done. But then the response will be like the people that love you. And they're like, amazing. And then they're inspired by you making those bold and faithful steps. You know, just to conclude, you know, we've looked at Daniel chapter one and seen how he was bold, he was faithful and God brought him favor. You know, how will you actively pursue the heart of Daniel? You know, we spoke about different scriptures and speaking to people like, what are you going to do to have a heart like Daniel? Um, Secondly, what bold, faithful choice will you make today? You know, as you leave here today and you reflect on the lesson, like what bold, faithful choice will you make? Like, I don't want it to be a thing where you've heard all of this and you're like, oh yeah, Christian said all these things. Like, but actually thinking about how you can go and be bold and be faithful tonight, tomorrow when you go to work or when you go to school or to sixth form, wherever you go, like when you're interacting with family and friends. And finally, how might God bring you favor? You know, oftentimes we can think about all the negatives and making the step and not think about the positives. You know, when we make the bold and faithful decisions, God comes through and you're blessed in an amazing way. You know, we looked at Daniel and how when he was bold, when he was faithful, God brought him favor. You know, but there's, there's also, like I showed Gideon, there's Peter, um, but there's others as well. If you read Judges 4, you see how Deborah was bold and faithful, encouraging her husband Barak to obey the Lord. Um, so there's men in the Bible that were bold and faithful and there's women in the Bible that were bold and faithful. Um, even look in your lives and think about people in your own lives that have been bold and, be, and been faithful and the favor God has found in them when they've decided to do that. Um, speak to people and say, what's helped you be bold and be faithful? Um, but yeah, what choice will you make? Which way will you choose um, leaving here today? Um, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, no, thank thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs>